Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Poit. I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello. Jerry Scott's got holiday. So she's gone away. She's, she's gone, gone to be angry she's elsewhere <laughs> yes. in foreign lands. Maybe so. Um, so... You're stuck with us, I'm afraid, but she is back next week, so that's something to look forward to. We're going to start with the news, and the news has been dominated, of course, by the budget. Yes. Steve, overall thoughts? Well, I think the first thing to say is that it's a budget which shows that Brexit is a complete disaster, isn't it? It's it's already a total nightmare. Yeah. Um, We've already spent 700 million quid on Brexit. Yeah. Um, We're going to spend another 3 billion quid on Brexit. Yeah. Uh, we've spent a, there's a large chunk of 2.1 billion which they've put into the civil service has yep. gone on Brexit. Brexit. So what the cost of Brexit so far? Let's be generous and say it's about 4.5 billion pounds that we didn't have to spend. Yep. So thanks for that. And how much are we pledging to the NHS over the next two years? Uh, a bit less, isn't it? 2.8 billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it but seems... three billion on. Three billion on Brexit contingency plan. Absolutely. So I'm good. It's good to see that Brexit is meaning that there's lots more money being funneled straight to the NHS. Yes. So the bus. Yeah. Was no. it on the flip side of the bus? Do you think? I think, on the other side? Maybe, I think it was on the underneath <laughs> of the bus where it said, "Yeah." The growth forecasts. They've been cut, haven't they? Well, very. I mean, that's actually very, very bad news. If we look at the um, the. Uh, if we look at the economies globally, and we take them as a, a global economy, we are doing better than Mars, yeah, um, and Pluto, yeah. But I think Pl- even, Pluto has been downgraded from planet even a real status, planet, yeah. hasn't it? Um, but globally, economies are on the up. Yeah. Our How largest, are we doing? Our largest single trading partner. Yeah. Who is Malta? <laughs> no, 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 the Vatican City. <laughs> no, that's that's after Brexit. Okay. <laughs> right now is of course the EU. Oh yes, it is the EU. Yeah. They've got um, they've had a, a unprecedented growth for recent years, yes. so they're looking good. Yeah. And yet ours ebbing away. It is. So one point five percent growth forecast now for for the next year. As recently as March, it was two percent, and there's only one reason. Yeah. Is it Brexit? It's Brexit. Could it be Brexit? But it's one point five percent downgraded to one point three percent, isn't it? Yeah, that's in the as we move forward. And eurozone growth at the moment two point two percent, and and the whole EU two point three percent. That's right. So, um, so Brexit's really working out for us. It's going well. This hasn't even happened yet. But at least. We've got the fifth largest economy in the world. Like David Davis was boasting, the, the, like a couple of it was only a couple of months ago, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, when he said yeah. people would, people, of course, people are going to trade with us. We've got the fifth largest economy yeah. in the world. Yeah. Not anymore. No, no. 
gone down a place. Gone down. We've been we've been knocked down. It, uh, it's also very dependent on how you read these things. There are other readings that say we're seventh. Well, we are. We we we're down. The French have overtaken us, yeah. and India are will overtake us either next year or the year after. Hot on our heels. Yeah. So there you go. So it's, so that was a gloomy start. Although they always have these. Um, forecasts at the beginning of the budget and that kind of worked for Hammond didn't it because it was sort of like do you want the good news or the bad news mm. people do tend to go for the bad news first yes he delivered that everything after that you know was bound to be cheering in some way shape or form because it couldn't really get any worse than that I thought no um, no there is that although some of his jokes weren't that great well let's I mean <laughs> should we should we start talking about his jokes because <laughs> <laughs> because you know, I am not a comedian, nor am I a, a comedy writer. Really, some but, people but, I know but, call but you a comedian, I, but I am familiar with comedy. <laughs> I've watched comedy, and I've I've enjoyed comedy. Th- these were the jokes of a man who is unfamiliar with the the form, isn't? Weren't they? Um, it did feel like that, didn't it? But yes. then he wasn't exactly helped by um, by the double act with the prime minister. How how many more cough sweet gags can we have? Well, let's. I mean. Goodness me! He should have actually. If you see what I thought, I, do you know what I delivered a speech this week? Yes, um, as you're aware. Yes, and I spoke about Theresa May's speech. Yeah, um, at conference. Did you bring and any I, cough drops with I you? I didn't, but I did wonder whether I should start coughing, and then maybe get and someone to you know give me a P45, and yeah, then yeah. sort of. But I didn't. I wouldn't have opened with it, to be I fair. Di- I, di- I didn't do that. But then I co- sort of thought maybe Phil should do that. But he didn't even pretend to cough, did he? he just was... No, he didn't. He could have done better. He, I, I, I like the way that he, he was, when he was putting this together. I mean, so I thought the Top Gear joke yeah. was, I think we've heard it before, haven't we? But it was that was a reasonably good dad joke. Yeah, dad joke. Maybe a few years out of date. Um, but yes. So that was, I thought okay. that was, I thought that was okay. I like the the the, the, the one. I, I just like the way the way he, the the fact that he'd obviously got a copy of the Sun and gone. What are these people? What are people? And oh, I'm a celebrity. I'll just I'll <laughs> yes. get a Kezia Dugdale joke in there. And then oh yeah, the cough sweets and, and I mean there were there were some there were some stinkers in there. What was the one about Michael Gove, which was which. Yeah, oh, the bit with the long economic-y words. Yes, which Michael, words. Yeah, which Michael Gove has accused. I mean, I, I, that went, that flew straight over my head. Um, well, that must be because he was using economic-y words. Long economic-y words. Yeah, That's easy for me to say. Economic-y. Economic-y words. Isn't even a word in itself. It's not it? a word, no. The gloom of the forecasts, that should be the headlines today. But of course, actually, they, was, they, were, they were positive, yes. a lot of the headlines, mainly because of stamp duty. Um, so that has been abolished uh, from, as soon as he stood up and said it, for, for all first sambas under 300,000, and then for the remaining 200,000 up to half a million, only incurring 5%. A lot of people w- were positive about that, and I guess any help for first-time buyers is to be welcomed, although we will probably see a push on certain house prices around yes. those figures. There's always a downside to, to changes in stamp duty. Um, also, I think a lot of people outside uh, the southeast would wonder which first-time buyer is going to be buying a house for anywhere near to 300000 never mind half a million. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Maybe the sons and daughters of Tory MPs. 
Listen, we're recording this on a Thursday afternoon. It comes out on a Friday morning, and it's usually the rule with budgets, isn't it, that the first day, you know, the leader of the opposition is always in a terrible position and just has to, you know, Jeremy Corbyn did as well as he as he could have. Very done, shouty really. though. He needs to watch it with the shouting. Well, I think he was goaded into it, wasn't he? And I yeah, think but that it's was not the, just that. He's a bit too shouty. He's well, he's a little bit shouty, but I think he's right to be annoyed when you know when he's talking about social care and about that people particular are, thing. People I are agree. braying and you yeah. know. That's, yeah, I thought yeah. that was a, a bad look for the, the particular uh, person involved. But usually, you can tell how good or bad a budget was um, by the reaction on the second day. So I think Hammond's previous budget, and also the, uh, and also let's let's remember the, the the Tory manifesto as well. Yes, the initial uh, reaction, the next day reaction was that is good. Yeah, and the, uh, and a day after. Labour started picking holes yeah, in it, and yeah. people, other journalists started <clears throat> picking holes in it. The the Brexit papers, the the Sun, the Mail, and the Telegraph. Let's disregard the Express, which are complete irrelevance. Have given this a well, it's almost a rapturous welcome, haven't they? Yeah. I think, uh, and I mean, I thought it was interesting. The Mail gave it a a, a big tick, yeah, didn't they? Yeah. And then they, <laughs> and then they published a piece by um, by Peter O'Born. Uh, who um, the fine journalist Peter Oborn, um, who we met actually when we were, we were getting an award for the New European about this time last year. He'd, he'd come straight from the... He won an award and he had come straight from the Cheltenham Festival and he, it was remarkable that he remained ambulatory, I would say. He's a very uh, nice chap. He was he? a really nice guy, yeah. I- so Peter Oborn's piece in the Mail... I don't know if it's entirely favourable to Philip Hammond. The Chancellor has got zero charisma and negligible intellect. The Prime Minister cannot bear to be in the same room as a Chancellor. One's sympathy is with Mrs May. Philip Hammond is a narrow-minded, self-regarding bore. Career is hanging by a thread. Like all bores, he's much too fond of his own voice. No good at listening. Right. So... Is that a win for Hammond? <laughs> Possibly not. I think a the, partial success. I think. I think that the, on Sunday evening, after the Andrew Marshall certainly, and uh, that the phrase that there are no unemployed people. After that, there yes. was there was conversations going on that this budget was going to be an absolute car crash, and there were even driverless car crash. Yes, there were even suggestions that Number Ten had sort of uh, grabbed hold of it and were trying to steer it back in the right direction. Um, I'm not entirely sure how true that is, but I think the expectations were so low that there has possibly been an overreaction to this budget in the in the initial hours after it was given as to how yes. good it was. And I think because because the 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 loud mouth Brexit bunch got their three billion, yeah. and there's that stuff about stamp duty, and there was some um, stuff for the NHS. Yeah. Um, I, I think that maybe as papered over some of the cracks. I think Hammond has probably saved his job for the for the foreseeable but not long term. Yes, that's it, right. But I think he's seen off Gove and Boris, hasn't he? At least until the new year I would have thought. I would have I would have thought so. There are some things though that were, were that were certainly missing. Three that, that stood out for me. Uh, social care. Yeah. The, you know there's the, there was just nothing really. Social um, housing. Well social anything. Social media. Yeah yeah. Nothing, nothing about social media. Nothing. <laughs> Um, and there's, there's a lot of concern, obviously, about shortfalls for, for social care. So I think that was... Schools. Missed. I mean, apart from the stuff about training teachers, there was no real budget increase for schools. I don't think there'll be great um, great uh, joy from any teachers. No, nothing for savers either. No. Um, not that anyone's got any money to save. No, but, that's, um, that's right. But nonetheless. 
and um, uh, pensions completely ignored as well. Yes. Um, so I think there there are things that were missing there. But as an overview, I think Hammond probably did enough. But what he's done is he's definitely given concessions to the to the Brexiteers by by ring fencing that three billion. Yeah. Um, well, let's you know let's let's say that it is quite nice, isn't it, to hear a <coughs> it's quite nice to hear a Conservative Chancellor talking about doing something for homeless people and training teachers. Yeah. So you know, half-hearted as the as the education thing may have been, that, yeah. th- those are. Good things. The universal credit, which is a nightmare, yeah. has been slightly alleviated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the minimum wage thing is better. Yeah. Um, and personally, you know, there, there was there's been an awful lot of um, drum beating in the Brexit press recently about um, why we should be spending loads more money on defence. Yeah. Completely ludicrous. Yeah. And he managed to resist that as well. Yeah, yeah. There is, there's, there's some stuff that needs to be applauded. Uh, and, uh, of course, a freeze on beer. Yes. Which means that, actually, that, that will equate to a penny off a pint of beer. Right. Which means that by this time, next week, Steve, me and you will be drinking our free pint of beer. <laughs> If we were in central London, it would take until maybe the Friday evening. Yes, but, I think uh, so, yeah. So that's, I'm drinking now. So that's good news, well, we can tell. The, I mean, the stuff that he's going to spend the £3 billion on, that he talked about this morning, Thursday morning, yeah. you know, is stuff that we've been talking about for a while, isn't it? Yeah. That, of course, if, if this impending disaster is going to happen, we are going to have to massively uh, upscale yeah. the borders yeah. and the customs and all of that. So, so that is sensible. But of course, as we said at the top of this, we have wasted, mm. you know, being charitable, four point five billion and maybe up to five point eight billion on on Brexit. Yep, an utter waste of money. Um, but at least, you know, no one's going to tell us what shape our bananas are going to be. <laughs> so there is, there's that, isn't there? Talking of food, yes, there is a very special dinner date looming, isn't there? There is a very special dinner date on the there. horizon. There is, yes. Now I was thinking about this. This is this is the Prime Minister, yes, and uh, Jean Claude Juncker, yes, sitting down, December the fourth, December the fourth, in that... an unknown location. Where are they going? Are, oh. they, is she, are they going to Five Guys or? No, I think they'll go somewhere. Nando's. I, no, I think some. I think somewhere with a dim lights. Because if one of them were to break down, they wouldn't want it to be a public show. You know, I, no. I feel like this is the this is that dinner that couples who maybe have decided they're going to embark on a trial separation have. Actually, the whole thing reminds me of um, the song "A Little Time" by the Beautiful South. Oh yeah. So you know, the gentleman in that song says he needs a little time. Yes. That would be Britain. Yeah. And the lady in the song. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't want. Him to have a little time. No, but, but after a little time has passed, he comes back and he says, I, "I've thought about it, and I, I would like to, yeah, come back." Britain probably won't do that, sadly. But Brianna Corrigan says, dressed as yeah. John called Junker, dressed as Brianna Corrigan. You had a little time and you had a little fun, didn't you? Didn't you? Yeah. Well, we didn't have any fun. No, <laughs> we had a little <laughs> time. <laughs> but what I'm saying is. This this is the breakup dinner that this is that the, where they're going to start discussing the nitty gritty of breaking up money. Yes, they are. So there's a load of positive noises about this, isn't there? People are talking 
about there being now now being a seventy percent chance of a of a, a deal, not of a deal at all, but a seventy percent chance of a, of a deal being agreed by the the, the breakpoint in December, and yeah. then we can go on to talk about yeah, trade. trade. If you, th- I mean, a, a positive. If you think that paying even more billions of pounds that we didn't need to necessarily. Well, that's right. Pay. So that's going to that's going to take it up to we're at forty billion, aren't we? So let's add that to the let's add that. So that's forty four and a half billion. This is going to be a big bus if we put all the notes in. And I think they're probably going to try and wheedle another ten billion out of us, aren't they? I would have thought so, and I think they'll probably get it. Yeah, I would have thought so too. So with a, a bit of complaining from Nigel Farage, um, but. The chances of a Brexit breakthrough yeah. are are high. We are so so we're told, um, and we're told that um, this springs from May went to uh, Gothenburg in Sweden, very beautiful place. Yeah. Uh, last week there was a summit there, and she ran into um, Donald Tusk. Not in a car. Not in a driverless car. No, <laughs> no. she ran into <laughs> to um, to Donald Tusk and. Um, is it Tusk? Well, I like saying Tusk. But is it is it Tusk? Well, whenever I say Tusk, I want to sing the Fleetwood Mac song. Well, there was a woman, wasn't there, who wrote to the New European a few oh, weeks there ago, was. Yes, and that's she right. she said that every time Tusk or Tusk is mentioned <laughs> on the on the TV, her, her partner <laughs> sings, "Don't tell me that you love me, Tusk." <laughs> so maybe so we he should, doesn't say Tusk. Maybe but... we should bring out uh, some New European songs, and we could cover that. But we could say Tusk, Tusk, yeah. It's a great, I, I really like Tusk by Fleetwood Mac. It's very good. It's yeah. one of my favourites. But so they met at this summit um, <laughs> in Gothenburg, and she said something to him. I don't know what she would, would have said, but this went down extremely. I, I, Captain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you realised that you're you can sing along to the <laughs> hit song by Fleetwood Mac? Do you come here often? Yeah. Maybe she was dressed as a drum majorette like Stevie Nicks in the oh, video. Oh yes, in the video. Yes, that would be good. Twirling a baton. Or Batten, if you prefer. Toos, <laughs> Batten, Batten. You say Toos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so she said something uh, and which went down really well. And, and, so, um, and so progress, we think, is being made. There are two things, aren't there, about this. There's, I've got a sneaking suspicion that maybe this good news is emanating out of the EU. It, it, it's been time to coincide with what potentially might have been, and still might turn out to be, a nightmarish budget. And the EU wanted to prop up May and make sure that none of the hard Brexit headbangers got in. And so they're making nice noises about it. And remember that the EU have previously said that the Florence speech was wonderful and inspirational, and then that's made absolutely no difference, has it? No difference at all in negotiations. My other worry is that Theresa May is going to organise the menu for this dinner, because... Oh God! It could all go terribly wrong, couldn't well, it? Well, what happened last time oh, when she brought them God. all to Checkers, the Brains Trust? What did she serve them? Uh, lasagna, chicken lasagna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is out there to start with, but chicken lasagna with boiled potatoes, served on a field of wheat, crushed, <laughs> crushed wheat that had been run through by the Majorette herself. Um, mm. Oh, Majorette. Oh. There you go, Theresa Majorette. I like that. Uh, yes. So, um, let's hope that that doesn't happen. Yes, and uh, and maybe the, maybe the beautiful South will be asked to perform. Well, that would be nice. Yeah, One last love song. They yeah. Could do. What else could they do? Old Red Eyes is back <laughs> for, uh, for Junker. It could relate <laughs> yeah, to that. One yeah. song about 
Talking about a man who maybe drinks a little bit too much. <laughs> well, there's a whole... 36D, I don't think we'll go there. Let's not go there. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, the, the be- is anybody's favourite band The Beautiful South? This is what I've, this is what I've always wondered. Is there well, anyone out there who goes, my all-time favourite band is The Beautiful South? Do you know that R.E.M., many years ago, were booked to play a gig at the newly built... Um, Huddersfield Town Stadium. Not only do I know this, but I lived in Huddersfield at the time, oh, and, wow. I, and I heard that gig from my back garden. Yes, fantastic. Yeah. And booked on the support bill were up and coming CBS, up and coming um, Mancunian band Oasis. Oh, really? And though the Oasis being named as being on the bill pushed the last few sales of tickets, and they filled they filled it out because they were right, they were yeah, about yeah. to be massive. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oasis then pulled out because they had to be somewhere else and far more important and, and who was uh, parachuted in but the beautiful south so there were lots of sort of swaggering Liam Gallagher lookalikes um, yes. having, having to put up with a little time well they've got a Parker in common he always favoured a Parker yeah, didn't I he see, I, I don't, but I agree I don't think the beautiful south are anyone's favourite band no but possibly Theresa Mays yeah we'll have to ask her we'll have to ask so have you seen this story that's come out of RTE in Ireland um, which is which which chimes slightly with my conspiracy theory that these positive noises from the EU yes. are just to prop up uh, May yep. and Hammond, uh, who obviously is still a remainer, as he said on the on the Today program this he morning. Yeah. He, he, well, he denied that he was a, a Brexiteer convert, didn't uh-huh. he? So RTE um, have have. Um, have talked to some EU figures, EU ministers and senior officials. Uh, in fact, sorry, they've talked to some Irish diplomats who have been indiscreet about what EU uh, officials have said. Um, they, uh, they have revealed that uh, the, David Davis went to see the French Minister for Defence and European Affairs and didn't mention Brexit, barely mm. mentioned it. Mm. Um, and then, uh, yes, Boris Johnson went to uh, Czechoslovakia, uh, won rave reviews from a minister in the Czech government who told uh, the Irish that he was uh, unimpressive, but at least he didn't say anything stupid. <laughs> and then... <laughs> That's how I want to be remembered. <laughs> and then um, and then Jakob Dur, who is the Czech Deputy Minister for Foreign Affairs, who, who met with Boris, said that after meeting him he felt sorry for British ambassadors around the EU trying to communicate a coherent message. Brilliant. So, a triumph, I would say. Oh, we travel well. Brits abroad. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Your first 13 issues of The New European are only £13 when you join us and become a subscriber. Order by telephone by calling 01858 438840 and quoting Podcast One. Or order online at our website, www.theneweuropean.co.uk. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Welcome back. Steve, tell us who's in the running for Brexit here of the week. So much Brexit stupidity around this week. It's, it's hard to know where to begin, but um, let's start with David Davis. Now, it's been revealed that the Brexit secretary is using a private RAF plane to travel to and from Brussels. Yeah. For EU negotiations. Yeah, and he parachutes out of it. He does. <laughs> and he does a little roll yomps. on the floor. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. drags in his parachute. He's got all the makeup he's got, on. He he's, hides in bushes. <laughs> yeah. That's basically his strategy. It's cost 
you and me, the taxpayer, you're, you're on humble taxpayer, it costs five times as much as getting a normal plane. We can add this to that bill. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll tally that up for next week. You know, but let's let's give David Davis a break because it's not as if there is a train line from central London no. to Brussels which has ten uh, services per day. No, and, um, no wait a minute, there is. Oh, yeah, there is, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it, it connects to Brussels in 121 minutes. I suppose he'd look stupid with his parachute on and his makeup and his It wouldn't work, would it? It would, it would cause panic, I would say, if you <laughs> yes. saw that coming down the, the Eurostar. <laughs> Even without the camouflage, you'd it be would panicked, be, wouldn't yes, you? absolutely. Shall we talk next about Donald Trump? Yes. Uh, have you heard of this bloke? Never heard of him. Okay, he's the president of America. Never heard of it. Um, yes, big place. <laughs> big place. Uh, there is... Uh, there's a very unusual endorsement on the back of Katie Hopkins's new book, and it's from Donald Trump. It's the first endorsement on the back of Katie Hopkins's new book, which is called Rude, which I'm going to say is terrible. I've not read it or done any research. Doesn't matter. But like Katie Hopkins, I've made up my own mind without yeah. actually investigating any of the facts. Um, so on the back, it says, Thank you to respected columnist Katie Hopkins for her powerful writing. Yeah. Now that is two huge pieces of yeah. in only eleven words, which must be a new record even That's for good. Donald Trump. That's good going. Do you know what? Do you know what happened to me last night? Uh, well, I imagine you were in a pub. Yeah. Do you know who else was in there? <laughs> well, I know that you like to hang out with supervillains. Yeah. Um, so I imagine uh, Doctor Evil. Well, no, it was that. That Dalek again that from Dalek last got, week. That Dalek got a problem. He's, I think he's yeah, well every time. Yeah, I think he has got a problem because every time I'm in the pub, he's there. Yeah. So <laughs> the Dalek. We came to this last week, and he, he he cropped up just coincidentally because we've talked about the Dalek test, which Leo McKinstry of the Daily Express regularly fails. And the Dalek test is. If your work, if your writing sounds plausibly like the words of a Dalek when you read it out in a Dalek's voice... Dalekian. Dalekian, in fact. I think that's the adjective. Then you should rewrite it. Um, And sadly, Leo McKinstry keeps failing this test. And and, um, this week he wrote uh, a a remarkable piece, I think risible is is, is the the right word for it, where he said that the Kremlin-run tweet factories... Uh, for Brexit, which have been exposed over the last couple of weeks, were no worse than Barack Obama um, coming over and saying that he thought we should stay in the EU. So an organised, uh, an organised conspiracy by a, a foreign government, rather, you know, is much, much, uh, much, much better than uh, the Sounds one. Sounds completely opinion. sensible to me. It does. So I got the Dalek to to read it out with yeah. his little eye stalk was going up and down. Yeah, and. Um, and here is here is a Dalek, uh, one of the top Daleks, I think, and he is reading out Leo McKinstry's most recent column. See, see what you think. The charge of Kremlin interference is used to denigrate Brexiteers and to parade the moral superiority of the Remainers. The anti-Russian propaganda lacks all credibility, not only because of its luring exaggerations and its gross distortions, but also because it ignores the damage inflicted on our country by the war priorities of our own state machine. The reality is that Russia represents far less of a threat to us than the macabre ideology of the pro-EU, pro-Remain political correctness, which aims to destroy our natural culture, our identity and our heritage. Exterminate! Exterminate! Well, he was getting really upset there for a minute, wasn't he? He was. Well, can I just end. ask you, what, what does he drink? 
well, he drinks out of his little plunger, <laughs> but he's not. I think he's a Stella man, to be fair. Stella. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. no wonder he's so agitated. Does he wear it? a white vest? Well, no, he's a garlic, isn't he? Good point. Um, shall we talk about another well-loved sinister character, Godfrey Bloom? Yes, please. I love Godfrey. Godfrey Bloom. If you don't know about Godfrey Bloom, well, I'll tell you, I envy you. <laughs> uh, I envy you. Uh, son, as JZ uh, would have said. Um, he used to be a UKIP MEP. I think he was sort of sidelined by UKIP for being too extreme, wasn't he? <laughs> yes, yes. You know you're in trouble, don't you? Yeah, yeah. He tweeted, he tweeted, there is no austerity, there never has been, and then in capitals, there is no bloody austerity. So that is good news, isn't it, for People who go to food banks. I was worried about that for some t- for a good eight years. People on zero hours yeah. contracts. People on the minimum wage. Yeah. There's no austerity. Great there news. is no bloody austerity. Fantastic. Um, it is the most sensible thing that he said since February 2012. When he stood up in the European Parliament, they were having a debate about sport, and he asked a long question about whether the Cambridge University Ladies Rugby Club should wear their logo on the front of their shirts or on the back of their shirts. And afterwards, when he was asked about this, he said, I was drugged up on very heavy medication and I'd also had a couple of beers. Right. So, maybe, I don't know what his excuse was for this <laughs> austerity tweet, but maybe something similar. Anyway. Should they wear their logos on the back or the front? I don't know. It's, it's a big question, isn't it? Hmm. Maybe I'll ask the Dalek. Brexiteer of the Week is something that we've, we've, we've sort of mentioned before, in a way, haven't we, on this podcast? We have. Uh, it's Noel Gallagher, I'm afraid. Um, I, I take no pleasure at all in the music of Oasis, but I quite like listening to interviews with Noel Gallagher normally. But We've got the Manchester City thing in common, and he seems he's always seemed to me to be... Like, El, like Elbow, like Guy Garvey, I've got no interest in, in his musical output, but he seems like a really nice guy. I always thought this of Noel Gallagher, Liam's who is actually a, nice a, a mate of a, 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 good, a good mate of mine. Liam's and, a good guy as well. They're, is they're, he? Yeah. He's very di- I, right. I, I was in a pub on Tuesday evening. Yeah, with which the Liam used and Liam to Gallagher. No, Liam wasn't there on this occasion. But I was once in there many years ago, about I don't know, two thousand nine or something. And I was sat at one end of the bar. Liam Gallagher was sat at the other end of the bar. And it was just at the start of selfies and phones having cameras on and that sort of thing. And there was a constant stream of people going up to him, and he was super polite. Oh, that's nice. With every it? single one of them. He signed everything, he chatted to them, he was brilliant. And I saw him again in the Spaniards a couple of years later with all his family, and they were polite and lovely, and people kept interrupting them, and he never got crossed once. I think it's all a show. Oh, well, that's nice. Cuddly, Liam. Well, maybe, maybe he's been the sensible Gallagher brother. After all. All, all along. Yeah, yeah. Because Noel Gallagher, in what I think... You know, must be his most disappointing public statement since standing on the shoulder of giants. <laughs> has has told us remainers to to acquiesce, which I believe oh. is a which I believe is a song by the band Oasis. Yeah, B side. Yeah, is it a B side? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said the Brexit thing. I'm not going to do the accent simply because it you is quite similar to it. my accent. <laughs> the Brexit thing was put to the people as a vote. The people voted. That's democracy. <laughs> Get over it. The people trying to get the vote overturned, they used to call that fascism. Mm, not quite sure about that, but um, yeah. he did say that. So we're was... all fascists, <laughs> yes. says Oasis Noel. Oh, he, did, he has previously said that there shouldn't have been a referendum in the first yeah, place. Yeah, he, he, he said he was for Remain, but he couldn't be bothered voting, I think, which is, anyway. Do you know who was really pleased by this? Nigel Farage. He thought it was brilliant. 
What do you think of Nigel Farage? I think he's a f***ing idiot, but Nigel Farage called Noel a lad. Which is, you Welcome know... Welcome to 1995. And maybe he'll buy a record by the High Flying Birds, which is a, 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 a Noel Gallagher's band, I believe. It is, yeah, yeah. And obviously, High Flying, been limited success with that for Nigel, but Birds, he's quite enthusiastic <laughs> about. Oh, that moonbeam. Um, um, yes. <laughs> but I was thinking, because he's clearly not getting back together with sensible, friendly Liam Gallagher, yep, maybe yep. he could bring Nigel Farage in. To work ah, on the next High Flying Birds album. That'd be a great idea. And maybe they could do some Oasis, remake some Oasis hits. Yes. Uh, some might stay. No. <laughs> no. no. Leave forever. Ah, like it. And what's the story? Boring Tory. Like it a lot. Like it a lot. So Noel Gallagher, regrettably, is the, the Brexit Series of the Week. Brexit has ruined so much good music, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's yeah. Ruined Morrissey. Well, he was—he'd ruined himself already. Yeah, but I, but now I, Ringo, I still, yeah, Marky Smith, <sighs> Marky Smith, somebody else from the musical world—an honourable mention, I think, for Brexiteer of the Week for for Mike Stock out of Stock Aitken and Waterman. Oh yeah, sounds like a law firm. Having a <laughs> yeah, so I believe some people would say that, wouldn't they? One of our one of our trainees, and asked, a very talented journalist, asked whether Stock Aitken and Waterman were Kylie Minogue's law firm. You will be hearing a lot more from this trainee because she's very good. But um, but yes, she was born in about two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard of Stock Aitken and Waterman. She did. Mike Stock out of Stock Aitken and Waterman um, had a Twitter row with our own Mitch Ben, the mm. fine comedian and and uh, and musician uh, this week. And uh, and he's very Brexity, Mike Stock. Uh, Mike Stock. And uh, and at one point, Mitch Ben uh, said to him, "If you give me one good reason for leaving, I'll give you ten good reasons <laughs> to stay." But he said Mike Stock didn't seem to get the reference. So uh, yeah, Steve, thanks for that. Thank you, especially for you, listener. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. It means the absolute world to us. Please tell everyone, get more people in the gang. The paper's out, and as usual, it's crammed full of excellent stuff. Not just politics, not just Brexit. There is art, there is culture, there is fashion, there is food. It's £2, it's on the newsstands now. Mr Campbell, take it away. was another new european podcast thank you so much for listening it means the world you're having a laugh aren't you (laughs) tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts good news ad free listening is available on amazon music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your prime membership stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the amazon music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free that's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.